Hey, 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 it's Monday, day, day, and that means it's time for another episode of FM Rager. Hey, everybody, this is your host, Connor Clifton, joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, Ned. Ned, how the heck are you? Pretty good. Uh, my, my cables are all rang-dang tangled up. Yeah. <laughs> headphones are crazy. I feel like I'm lasted up. No, but I'm doing great. Uh, I had a uh, pretty efficient Monday. Finished a trailer today. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty good. good. Yeah, listen, yeah. Listen, I got to be honest with you. I don't care about your Monday. What? What I want to know is how was your freaking weekend? Oh, my friend. It was a fantastic weekend. Uh, Friday night. What did I do? <laughs> this is every Monday. Oh, Friday night, I went to Dave and Buster's for a little old Jeremy Grisby's birthday party. That's right. It was a fantastic time. Played some video games, did some bowling, did some virtual reality uh, experiences. Yeah, it was really fun. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what I did Friday either. <laughs> I think Sounds I had like a pretty... good Friday. <laughs> I, I honestly think I had a pretty quiet night. Uh, nice, nice. I don't... I was re- really tired. I don't know. And then this Saturday, we did... Oh, we saw Detective Pikachu, which I believe they talked about in the program uh, prior to ours. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What would you, you think of Detective Pikachu? Out of out of ten Pikas. Uh, let's see. I, I, I guess I got to give it a Pika P. One and a half. <laughs> oh. No, no. Just kidding. Just kidding. I had a to Pika go Pika Chew out of ten? <laughs> I would. Yeah. No, I, I, I had a really good time. Yeah, that movie was I a blast. It was, I, it was dumb fun. Nothing but dumb fun. <laughs> it was a kid's movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's something that you need to keep in mind. Don't make the same mistake I did when I saw Into the Spider-Verse. I went in there thinking I was going to get the English patient, and I got ugly dolls, and I acted like a big All you got was the it. spider patient. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, it, it's definitely a kid's movie. It is cute and dumb and tons of fun. <laughs> uh, after that, you went to see a uh, friend of the show, Nick Merriweather. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over show. at, uh, uh, I saw Peep Show, or I saw... Um, the joke of painting with uh, Avery Moore, which is like a painting with a twist thing where comedians will paint on stage and uh, the audience gets to paint along with them. I told her she should book Joe Coy so she can get both parts of the pun there and called the Joe Coy of painting. Uh, well, you get it. <laughs> Instead of the joke or joy of painting, you get Joe Coy. Hey, you'll catch up one day. <laughs> I don't get the reference. Do you know the comedian Joe Coy? No. See, that doesn't help. <laughs> There's a person with the name Joe Coy. Oh, okay. And Joke of Painting is a play on Joy of Painting. Yeah, yes, with Bob and if, Ross. And if Joe Coy was there, you'd get both parts of the pun. Oh, now I get it. Hey, this is going to be a good episode, you guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then uh, I caught Peep Show where they review or they uh, roast vintage pornography. <laughs> and there was a very excellent moment where one of the comedians on stage, Trey Tutson, uh, recognized a former Applebee's co-worker in the audience halfway through the porn and said, hey, wait a second. Are you Mike? Mike from Applebee's? <laughs> it it, it might have been one of my favorite uh, live comedy moments of all time. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah, it was great. And then uh, Cody came in town at like midnight 30. <laughs> uh, I did stand up at about one and then we stayed up at a, like until four that night. Oof. Uh, yeah, it was it was a heavy Saturday night. Yeah, uh, it was good like it. though. Let's see. My Saturday, uh, I didn't go to the comedy shows, but I went with Antoine Rahul, friend of the show, mm-hmm. to Nerd Night at Grand Prize. Yeah, yeah. How was that? We, Saw some lectures, right? It was it was very interesting. It was just like uh, people who know a lot about something give a PowerPoint presentation. Um, if I could give one objective criticism, audience, shut the hell up. <laughs> You're not on stage. Ugh. Don't talk. Don't make jokes. No one's there to did, see did you. Did the uh, did the presenter have like a microphone or anything to kind of? They guess, did. They okay. had a microphone that was blown out. Ah. So it's just like, okay, guys, if you could, like, it's kind of like that. <laughs> Welcome to my noise set. Yeah. <laughs> this is how to own a duck. No. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what was uh? I saw saw a couple of the lectures there. One was like raising ducks in Houston or raising ducks in the city, rather. Uh, what what were the other lectures there? I can tell you the first lecture, please, uh, which was on the portrayal of death through tarot cards from the creation of tarot cards to now and aka how to design an 80s thrash metal cover (laughs) not quite not even that it was seriously just like this is what death looked like on tarot cards in the 1600s this is the 1700s this is the 1750s did did it change like drastically or was it 
Yeah, no, dude, it was badass. You know, yeah, me. Yeah. I love death. Yeah, oh, dude, I'm all about death. <laughs> I think I thought it was cool as hell looking. Uh, I, I was very interested in it, but again, audience, shut the hell up. Like, I, ugh, ugh, they think just ears. because they see skeletons and they all have skeletons, they're like, "This is for me. I should be able to talk now." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm using my skeleton in yeah. fact to talk. Yeah, it's clicking ugh. and clacking. It, it was very annoying. Um, the show was new. I think mm-hmm. it was maybe in its fifth month, and the host still didn't have the confidence to be like, hey, guys, just a reminder, everyone here has worked really hard on this. Hey, uh, you should reach out and say, we'll work security. <laughs> Hell yeah. Just effing rager hey, boys. Hey, hush up your mouth. It's it's one of those situations where they're like, oh, we hired the Hells Angels to uh, do security <laughs> for this science night. And it's the effing rager boys, and we're just too hard on people. Dude, we, we destroy hecklers. <laughs> look. Oh, you you brought up the Hell's Angels stuff. Uh, I'm guessing about the Altamont uh, concert. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. Fun fact about this: the Hell's Angels in England, where they're from, completely different from America's Hell's Angels. There's Hell's Angels. That's why they hired them because they're like, oh yeah, they're just like real cool, like people who they're just like a peaceful kind of gang that wants to keep everybody yeah, safe. Yeah, not the American one. <laughs> no, the American one. Don't mess you up, dude. <laughs> Uh, it's very fun bit of trivia uh, about a bunch of people who died. My bad. Um, <laughs> now, moving into Sunday, we had a very interesting Sunday. Sunday was fantastic. What did we do, Ned? So, I went to bed at four. I woke up at about nine uh, <laughs> in a complete sweaty panic. Uh, Cody came over, and we all three went over to uh, Comic Palooza mm-hmm. 2019. Hashtag CPP pod family. I still have to use those hashtags for another week. Uh, do uh, it on your show, not us. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, it was really fun. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Binge did a live show. <laughs> what I thought, <laughs> what I thought would be in a room upstairs, out of the way, and would be difficult to get people in, uh, turned out to be on the show floor. <laughs> Uh, I would say directly in the middle of the George R. Brown Convention Center. Oh, no. A lot of people, including architects, would say directly yeah, in the middle would, of the show would, floor. I think people who analyze uh, mini uh, uh, <laughs> dart boards would say bullseye area. Uh, so, so, yeah, we were dead center. They had the speakers down kind of quiet in a small seating area for people there. Uh, and Cody and I don't play that way, so we decided to be <laughs> <laughs> as loud as and obnoxious as we could. So we didn't sit down at the provided chairs. We did stand up, and every time they turned us down, we did raise our voices. <laughs> uh, and it was a very good show, I think. We heckled a lot of people walking by us, and I think we had a pretty good crowd by the end of it. I thought it was so fun. Uh, <laughs> there were definitely a group of people who were fans of the show, mm-hmm. and you guys did have some like new people coming. Yeah, yeah. I had not, someone message just... me on Twitter today that was like, hey, I started listening to the the podcast thanks for much, so much for doing that not only did you have people who just walked by and like stood there for a few minutes you had a couple of people who came in and sat down for at least like 15 minutes yeah yeah and that was been and they interacted with you guys and some that of them were man. freaking deadpool <laughs> <laughs> no and then you did a, a fantastic panel on zines Zine yeah one i was part of a, a zine fest houston's pu- panel on self-publishing mm-hmm. uh i i had a lot of fun um got to hang out with meredith gay and uh, Maria, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was cool. Although you and Cody kept trying to mess with me while I was talking. <laughs> no, remember that you happening. Were, <laughs> you were making faces, sending me silly text messages and goofy photos. I really don't be re- recall being hammered drunk at noon <laughs> trying to ruin your panel. <laughs> to the point where I had to flip my phone over because all, all I remember is, Connor, you're obviously paying attention. We'll start with you. <laughs> And I had to sheepishly ask what the question was. What was the question? Yeah, I, it, it's just like I, 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 you I could have just said the words DIY, and everyone would have clapped. No, I'm just kidding. That's true. No, That's it was true. it was a, it was a very informative panel, and you guys got a very good. Uh, I saw a couple of guests like really taking notes there. Like I think there's gonna be some some new zines coming out of that panel. There were a bunch of really good guests who were responsive and uh, not just processing and listening to everything but they were also asking questions and speaking of asking questions your guest today does ask questions on his own podcast called radar talk we've been on it before yes we're so excited to have him on here uh if you don't know him you're definitely gonna get to know him and you're gonna love him please everybody give it up for francois ponto hey francois thanks for coming on to our show hey guys (laughs) thanks for having me on it's pretty cool I, i have to say something i have a 
you know, you guys just talk about. Oh no, is this going to be a harsh critique? <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you you go to the nerd night right at Grand Prize, and you yeah. get you get upset by hecklers, and then the following day you go to another place where you are the hecklers. <laughs> How does huh. that work? All right, well, uh, thank uh, you it's very much being for a showing. Conceited asshole, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah. take pride in it. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I guess the difference is that, like, in our heads, we're just like, yeah, we're better than this. <laughs> If I want to be honest about no, it. No, no, if, if I were at uh, an lecture night like that where I didn't know the lecturers, I would definitely be respectful if it's noon at a comic convention and I'm upstairs and I'm also drunk and my friend's on stage. I'm going to send him like nine pictures of my face. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, he wasn't heckling. He was just like hardcore messing with me. I, I, I definitely wasn't trying to disrupt the show. I was trying to disrupt <laughs> Connor. <laughs> I like I made sure Maria got to ask her questions. I made sure everyone else on the panel was able to answer the questions. I made sure Connor was looking at his phone every second of it. <laughs> yeah, and if, if, if I got in trouble, then I'd just look up at Ned and Cody, and they were shaking their heads like, come on, man. That's our friend. Can Head you the be game, professional? Kid. Yeah. <laughs> that, okay. It, it, it explains itself. That's perfect. I probably would have done the same thing. Of course, if you're drunk at 12. <laughs> <laughs> Which I didn't think was going to happen. I, I had one drink after the show because I, I had four hours of sleep and I was running on pure adrenaline. So I was just like, yeah, why not liquor at noon? <laughs> and then like both Cody and I, like one sip into our drinks, like, are you drunk? It's like, yeah. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> y'all were silly drunk. Because after that, y'all walked around the, the floor <laughs> and I had to go with them as Cody kept saying that he was in hollow man and he could do one more picture and you carried around a recorder and asked people we interviewed interview people him. yeah we're like this no, is this you is... didn't interview people you asked people to interview cody yes. about yeah. his experience <laughs> in hollow man I said, which he was not in i asked them i said do you know the movie hollow man they said yes it was like this guy was boy in the lab from hollow man <laughs> this is a movie i've never seen so i don't know if there's a boy in the lab ever <laughs> but everyone seemed to be okay with that fact <laughs> Uh, and then I was like, okay, we'll ask him some questions. And then I'd sit back and let them kind of do that. <laughs> my my whole role in this was the bodyguard. So after three questions, I had to be like, that's enough. And push him <laughs> so while I Carry was on. not drunk, I was along for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> Although I was not drunk, I was drunk with power. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done a convention before? No. They no. are a lot. That would, like I, I've been so convention adjacent for a lot of my life. I work in an anime company, so like... I see it happening, I guess, but I, I just realized it was like the first like real uh, pop culture convention I had ever been to. And did you go there as the host of this show or as a media person? Yeah, um, so, so, well, I went the host as of a different podcast. Different yeah, podcast, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I, I did go to South by Southwest on the the film side a few years ago, and I was as the host of my show that I was doing at the time on co op. And I was like literally stopping filmmakers on the street and say, "Can you talk to me?" Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I I love doing on the street <laughs> <Yeah>. interviews. Like, <laughs> the quality is a little difficult. Yeah, but, it, yeah. but they're fun because they don't really want to be there, but they don't want to be rude to you because they don't know how important you might be or not be. <laughs> yeah. So they actually want to answer your questions, but they'd rather like go have a cup of coffee or a beer. But they're still nice to you. And and at the point that they realize you're absolutely nobody, that's when they're like, uh, "I have to go now." Okay. Well, I got yeah. <laughs> Wait, can you flip that badge over? <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is a solitaire card. Yeah. What the hell is this? It just says S South by Southwest written on it. Yeah. Um, all right, Francois. So we were talking about how you, normally you're asking the questions. Yes. So can you tell us a little bit about Radar Talk? Yeah. So Radar Talk it, it, Intimate is a show ah. that I started about a year and a half ago. And I, it took me two years to finally get going. And the reason I did it is because I really want to do a podcast. I did uh, FM radio like you guys are doing now, but I, I did talk FM radio for six years. And then I quit for three years. And I'm like, I really like talking on a mic. I hate listening to myself talk on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> but I love talking yeah, speak for on yourself, a mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what I like about talking on the mic is I like to talk with, with people like you guys, you know, just to get to learn about why other people do what they do. And that's, and that's really why I do it. And I used to only interview writers and poets and screenwriters, which is what I do. Um, but when I started Radar Talk Intimate, I decided I want to interview all kinds of creative folks. 
um, you guys have all kinds of people come on this show, and it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's that's the fun part, right? Mm-hmm. But after six years of talking to poets and writers and novelists and journalists every single week, <laughs> <laughs> you're like you run out of questions. You're like, do you use checkered paper? Do you use lined paper? <laughs> do you use pencil number two? Which do does <laughs> anyone use checkered paper? <laughs> that sounds kind of tight. I use you checkered, use checkered paper. Yeah, I like checkered paper. Sweet. Yeah, I know. Isn't that nice. <laughs> it, that's just grid paper, right? Is it, yeah, just, yeah, just grid. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was starting to think it was like actually checkerboarded. I was like, that's got to be difficult. <laughs> You're like losing a lot of words in the mix there. <laughs> you only use the words that come on the white. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, good exercise. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now, uh, one of the things that we have on this show is uh, uh, so basically a clear indication of Ned and I have run out of ideas, run out of steam, <laughs> so that you will hear me ask. So. What are your influences? Like, where do you get your ideas from? Like that means. How'd you drowning. get here today? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so the 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 trick for us is that we basically just ask our guests about different parties that they've gone right. to and their party mm-hmm. styles. Yes. So let's start with your very first party that you can remember: birthday so, party, confirmation, whatever it was. So I'm not sure if this was. It, it was a party. It was definitely a party. It was. It was a, yeah. a wedding. It was my uncle's wedding. Ooh. That's definitely a party. I was seven years old, and um, I don't remember much. But what I do remember is when all the guests left the room where they were eating and drinking to go outside to do whatever adults do when other people are getting married. I proceeded to finish every single <laughs> glass of wine on that table. <laughs> <laughs> I was a very happy young I th- man. I thought you were going to finish all their plates. <laughs> I'm way more excited about that. <laughs> so I would say that was my first big party. Yeah, no, okay. what a rager. <laughs> Mixing white and red wine, too. What happened? Do, do you remember anything that happened as you got drunker or after you got drunk? After I got drunk, I remember that I was had a lot of energy and I was <laughs> running around everywhere being really stupid and playing with a tiny little dog. And then that's all I remember. I remember that I passed out and then my, you know, either my sisters or my parents found me eventually. <laughs> Did you get in trouble or anything? No, not that I, I don't remember that much. I guess at that point you're like, well, this is kind of on us for leaving the wine and the children unattended. Yeah. <laughs> also, I like how the way you spent your time drunk is like, that's me as an adult, like chasing dogs and then just passing out and waiting <laughs> for someone to find me. <laughs> like, <It's> like, <laughs> I'm 48 now and I think I still do the same thing yeah, when I'm yeah. drunk. <laughs> still chasing that. <laughs> chasing dogs. Dogs. Dog, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start saying that for getting drunk now. It's like, oh, we're gonna be chasing dogs at the bar, man. <laughs> How's your freaking weekend, dude? Just chasing, chasing dogs, dogs. <laughs> one after another, man. You're like, I think Ned has southern wisdom, or he's just like a freaking weirdo. He either has southern wisdom or is still drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, you've been at work all day. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Maybe your employer is not listening to this podcast. Hell of an editor, no. man. Yeah, no. <laughs> Nobody listens to it. <laughs> yeah. um, so that was your first little solo party. Do you remember the first time you partied with a group of people? So I, I, I'm. I've never been much of a partier when I was up until I I was about 18 or 19 years old. And then I moved into this huge house, which was uh, known as the party house. Wait, oh, we talked about this a lot. (laughs) Did this party house have like a name? Not that I remember. No. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but it was a huge house. It was six of us officially living there. Oh man! <laughs> but usually, every other two or three days, we would there would be a random stranger sleeping on a couch somewhere or yeah. on the floor. We didn't always pick know up who some they warm were. bodies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was one guy who would come to the house two to three times a week just to have his lunch and watch some TV. <laughs> we don't know who this guy was. So we, I was I, it one of those things where like you just like uh, surely one. One of my roommates knows who this is. <laughs> right. And like one day you guys have like a hangout session. You're like, no one knows who this guy is. Is this our mailman? <laughs> so this guy he walks into the room. He's like, guys, you got to tell me for having a meeting. <laughs> no, he's just a guy who used to be friend with people who had lived there previously. <laughs> 
and he he, <laughs> he, he worked at a sandwich, in. <laughs> and he worked at a sandwich shop or a record shop. This was uh, next to campus in Austin in the nineties when Austin was still cool. It's still, still cool weird. now. It's yeah, still no, weird. you can say it's bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, we're cool with that. Now, now it's corporate weird and corporate bad. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I mean, corporate cool. So at the t- he would just come in, and one time I sat down with him, and and I got this information out of him, and it was just like, yeah, he'd just come in during his lunch break and have a sandwich and watch TV. <laughs> Did he, did he make his presence worth it? Like, did he bring food with no, him? No, he just, honestly, he just brought his, he would sit on the couch like he was, he, he did absolutely nothing but unwrap his sandwich, <laughs> eat it, and watch TV. And when he was done, he would take his stuff and leave. Okay. That rules. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that is the benefit of Austin going corporate cool. It's like, none of that anymore. That's not happening anymore. I, I, I'm not fully against that. If someone showed up at our house and started eating, well, our house is pretty small. <laughs> I think I'd be pretty astounded. <laughs> if someone showed up at our house and just started eating and left, it's Rahul. Like, that's all you need to know. Which is, if Rahul showed up at our house, he showed up at my old house a lot, it would just knock on my window. I'd be like, who's up? And sometimes I wouldn't even come out. I would just open the window and we'd talk. <laughs> and it was real nice. <laughs> so this was my first party house. I, I left my parents' house to move into this house. And uh, the the guys, I wasn't 21 yet, but all the other guys were, or at least they could buy beer somehow. And <laughs> and one of our big distractions was to sit on the front porch and watch the street in front of us, watch the cars while drinking beer. And what we would do is, because this house was a party house and a Ben house, and people would basically move in and out every six months, there was all these old furniture around the house, old couches and chairs. So we would take one of these couches and put it on the street, in the middle of the street, to see if cars would stop and move the couch or just turn around. Most people turn around. Dang. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, no, one, no one tried to do some, some wicked, like, jumping it. They, like, get out of the car, look at it for a second, pull back, back up, <laughs> set up a ramp, run up, put paint some up. flames on it, paint death from the 1750s tarot cards on it. Yes. Bring in the entire local radio station <laughs> to do announcements. So, so we had raging parties, but it was just, it wasn't like you set up a party. It was just people would show up with beer. And and start par- in various kinds of other elements. <laughs> yeah, I don't, can we mention any of these things? It was this was uh, the nineties. Actually, not. yeah, you can. Oh, yeah, just no, don't. You can talk about anything, but if it's just like, how about this? Say the substance. If I give you a thumbs up, like, yeah, sure. If I give you a thumbs down, just say, which I would never use. <laughs> and that's how we get away with it. <laughs> I wouldn't use any of these things. All right. Hey, so, now, yeah, which honestly, who would? Exactly. Yeah. Who, who would, would but be... a crook? <laughs> yeah. I would never use this, all right? That sweet, sweet crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> that tasty, delicious angel dust. Ooh, yeah. horse, Ooh. baby. <laughs> yeah. So our parties would get so kind of crazy that in the morning we would actually use the mop on the ceiling kind of parties. (laughs) Okay. I can't tell if I'm like insanely jealous or just excited that that you lived that and I didn't. The the thing is that there there are two scenarios in my head right now. One is like, well, this party got so nuts we got to mop the the ceiling. Or some obnoxious guy goes, oh, what am I doing? Mopping the ceiling? I'm like, can you tell that guy to leave? (laughs) Look, it's raining in here. (laughs) It's making it super wet. Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I lived in a like trash house when I lived in San Antonio, and there I think we did mop the ceiling at one yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> I, think it, I definitely remember distinctly like writing my name in the floor, so, and it being like black and white, <laughs> like, oh. like when I did it. The, the thing about that house is that the things that I did and participated in at that house at that time. <laughs> we're are <things>. now legal. <laughs> <laughs> no, or things that now would really annoy the living blah 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 out of me if yeah. people were to do that next door to where I live. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. just to give you all an understanding, so there's a liquor store not far away from there. It's called Centennial uh, Liquor Store. And when I would walk into the liquor store, usually barefoot, long-haired, 
And oh, they're just naming wines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the employees would gather to make sure that nothing left the store. Oh, God. <laughs> so you guys had a reputation. <laughs> and 20 years later, I became the manager of that very same No. Store. Yeah. Really? <laughs> cool. I managed that store for two years, and I would treat kids the same way that they treated me. I finally understood how they saw me which, when I which walked is, into that store. That's not what I thought that was going to take. I, I, I thought they were going to surround you as they started saying, like, one of us, one of us, and then you got a job. <laughs> what were you going to say, Ned? Uh, uh, oh, no, I lost that thought. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so you, you lived in Austin for a bit. Yeah. Uh, when did you finally move to Houston? So I moved to Houston in 2017 in January. Mm-hmm. Okay, what brought you down here? Lots of things. <laughs> Man, I hope it wasn't Podnas. <laughs> we got bad news, buddy. They're closed. <laughs> I, uh, so I, was, I, I went on a long road trip uh, around the Southwest and around California, came back and living in an RV, and I moved back to Austin, I, live on the side of the street for two months in my RV. This was 2016. And then when I moved back to Austin, I had uh, literally a $10 bill in my pocket. <clears throat> and my old job took me back, which is a bar, in South Austin, um, but I couldn't find a place to live. And then when I was looking for better work, I couldn't find work, blah, blah, blah. I ended up finding work, thinking I found work in, in here in Houston as uh, a SOM uh, slash beverage director at a restaurant. We won't mention their name. Uh, and then when I arrived here after selling my RV, moving here, getting an apartment, they told me, oh, and by the way, you have to earn your money as a waiter and then do all the other buying stuff on your own time. And I'm like, uh... <laughs> Hold on a second. Are, nah. You said, you said that this was a, a psalm job. Are you a sommelier? I'm just a level one. That's it. But, but you're but still a, a sommelier, right? Yeah, but I've been... I've been Basically, the way I've made a living for the last 20 years is to is selling booze in one way or another. Are you connected to the, the industry of... Somalias of one. No, I I just Somalia. I <laughs> shut the hell up. <laughs> no, you're doing better than I. <laughs> I even tried to say that word. <laughs> I just remember reading the story about this uh, this last year's Somalia exam. Like they all the results were thrown out. Yeah, for the master level. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's uh, a lot of people cheated and they decided to throw wow. all of them out instead of just finding out. I don't. I don't. I didn't really. I read up on it a little bit, but. Since I'm not anywhere close to that level, I really couldn't care less. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, hey. Leveled the playing field for you. <laughs> right. yeah. That's Everyone's fine. back to level one. So, all right, then I, I'm going to assume that you know your stuff about wine. I, sometimes, yeah. You know, wine, I haven't really, uh, now I'm a bartender, I mix drinks, I, I pour beers, and I have a little bit of wine. I know more wine, more about wine than most of the waiters at the restaurant where I currently work, but it's it's not my focus anymore. It was my focus for about 10 years, and then, no, it's not. All right, then let's include wine as well as liquor and beer in this question. Tell me a party drink that I need to have in my life. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> are there? Are, are, do you need to know anything about me before you can give me this party drink? <laughs> or do you have one that's like, it's the catch-all for everyone? I don't know how to answer that question. I, You know, if, if you need Come a party on, drink. Come on, you're a bartender. Yeah, Tell yeah. me what your favorite Con- drink is. Connor and I have just walked into the bar you currently tend at. Yeah. Uh, we're both wearing matching bow ties, and it looks like we've had a long day at work. And Patagonia jackets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we say, bartender... Give me what will make me sing. <laughs> I'm, I'm making y'all some lemon drops because it's a, it's, it's a classic drink. You guys look like you're married. <laughs> <laughs> was it the bow ties? <laughs> I knew it was a bad idea. Damn it, we got his and his bow tie. What did we think was going to happen? No, they're hems and hems. We're very worried about our hair. <laughs> <laughs> and I make a killer lemon drop. All right. Oh, so there hell you go. yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. I like simplicity. I like simple drinks. I, I've never worked at a bar where I have to make all these crazy fancy shots. Because mm-hmm. I, I would, first of all, it would drive me nuts. I don't, I don't like that. My style of bartending is, you know how it's, it, in Austin, it's the big thing now. You're not a, a bartender. You're a mixologist. Yeah. yeah. I hate those people. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I just imagine if we kept it going, I'm like, all right, let's say I walk in and like, I'm in a good mood. And I want to keep it going. He'd be like, 
Lemon drop. Yeah. <laughs> Lemon drop, man. So you don't have anything you make in a test tube, or <laughs> so no. I can just inject into my mouth, <laughs> like an ice cream alcohol or something. What, what uh, they, I, I feel like Austin has like a weird like frozen cube drink thing you can buy now. That you just like take it. Like you don't drink it, you take it. <laughs> what? You you incept it into your brain. <laughs> what? Do you have like an ice cube? <laughs> they have. There's some weird bar in Austin that is like. Beyond drinking now, it is. I don't look, know. That city's too look, much for me. I, I'm, I'm doing a call out to the fans at home. If you're listening, if you're hearing this, if you know what bar Ned is talking about, you probably don't because he's probably making it up. Uh, I would ahead. never make up anything on this show, and you know it. Anyways, to our next segment about what wine we ought to try, called Wine Ought. Uh, <laughs> All right, give us a call at 713-526-8737, or if you're watching at home on the Facebook and you don't feel like calling, you just want to comment in, do a Google search so we can know what the hell this place is called at least. All right. Uh, you wanted to talk about why not? Is that what you were oh, saying? Oh, no. I was making stuff up. What? <laughs> <laughs> Rule of podcasting. Yeah. Make stuff up. Hell, yeah. Oh, man. If, did, did you happen to listen to our uh, uh, our episode last week? I did not. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Do not apologize. Good call. <laughs> yeah. If you were, if you wanted Seems you're a man of good judgment. <laughs> if you wanted to prep for this show, last week was a bad one. Oh, that, yeah. that was where we... Uh, Things kind of fell apart at the before the show, so we had to kind of wing it, and we found out very early on we can't wing it for an hour. <laughs> we we need uh, a bit more prep. You guys are so freaking nonchalant. It's awesome. I I, I love this, by the way, and and this is not a criticism, or this is like wow. I wish I was you. When I had a show on co-op for six years. I was so nervous before every single show that I would show up like an hour before my show and sit at the table and fret for an hour to <laughs> see if my guests would show up. <laughs> I, I think for us, we, we have a certain confidence. I think, I think okay, I think you I might even it, call it stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, arrogance is more... Yeah. Like, you call it confidence. Like, we're just like, hey, if people don't like us, um, sorry. <laughs> like, we don't... I don't know. I feel like we're kind of... We, we, we have the benefit of, like, relying on each other, I suppose. That is the nice thing about co-hosting a show, is that we know that even if the guest doesn't quite deliver we can at least make each other laugh right sometimes we've biffed it a few times yeah <laughs> even like, last week when we were like struggling for air at least we were laughing did we you, were laughing a lot did you have a guest on last week we our friend came in at the last second. it was a yeah. guest our co-worker but <laughs> yeah. our guest yeah yeah a frequent guest yeah yeah we just had no real plan at all <laughs> uh, see the thing so is, you, you tell me that you had a plan for today yeah. The plan was wow. you show up. <laughs> yeah. And, and we, we have a beer and before we the show. It, yeah. And then we show up here. Yeah, honestly, so far, we're right on. Having a beer before the show is uh, something that really, I think, helps. Because you've got that 20 minute. Like, if we had the beer and we sat in silence, be like, gooey, this is going to suck. <laughs> yeah. But it gets, you, it gets you talking. It gets you more comfortable. Okay. And it makes this transition a lot easier. It establishes a vibe, and then we skate that vibe as hard as we can. Now, now let me ask you guys a question. Because yeah, yeah. We've, we've met each other. Yes. Before, and we didn't. We don't hang out, but I, you know, not that I have anything against you guys, but but we don't. And we did a show, and now I'm here doing your show. But you didn't like call me or prep me or do anything. I don't do any of these things either. And and when I invite the guests and they want to have coffee with me before we do a show, that's always a bad sign. Really? <laughs> yeah. Do, do you think it's because they're not confident in doing the show, or no? Because if if my the whole point of my show is get to know people is mm. to get them to to basically break the ice and get to know who they are why they are who they are and and how they go about their lives as as possible that might be in 45 minutes uh, but if I have coffee with them first, you're learning too much. I'm learning too much, and it's yeah. and it's no longer a surprise, or it's no longer a, a a journey of discovery on the show. It now becomes, oh, let me ask you all these questions that I've already asked you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, that that does feel. We ha sometimes we'll get up here and we'll have a conversation like there, and then it's like total talk show fashion. We're like. Hey, I heard you had a story about going to the mall, like something we just talked about. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I think it's part of the interview process sometimes, but I, I do agree. Like, I, I think I like that we get to dr a drink like directly before the show, so it yeah. is still pretty fresh. Like, 
even if we do tell a story, we're just going to walk right over and still yeah, get it was, out real fast. I mean, but. you know, we met up for a drink and 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 we came here. I mean, we 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 had a beer for ten minutes, fifteen minutes at that. Yeah, you know, yeah. we basically swallowed the pint. Yeah, you're like, I was two thirds of my pint still there, and you're like, oh, we it's seven fifty three. We 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 better start. You know, and then all right, you, you don't have to give it that time. <laughs> pull, the, pull the curtain back here. <laughs> we chugged our pint of beer. Uh, one of the things that I had to do whenever I worked uh, for a different radio station in a more professional uh, capacity was the pre-interview. So I would call the guest that the host would interview, and I would have to go through all the questions that we wanted to ask them so they could be more prepared, and that way the host didn't have that like regurgitation. Uh, not regurgitation. Crap. I like that word, though. It's a good word, it's a but good I don't word. know. But it, it has bad connotations. Yeah, because it's puking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I get it. I've, I've had situations before where I've had to interview somebody for an assignment, and wouldn't you know it, I forgot to hit record, or the recorder died out. Mm. And trying to get someone to redo an interview question not is possible. a night. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> not yeah. possible. It's terrible. Yeah. You, have to, you have to do a brand new question. Uh, so i went to film school and uh so we had plenty of like you had to like go for an assignment go interview someone do like a like a a news package or something like that and one of our uh classmates interviewed this cop who was shot in the eye lost his eye and had a glass eye and he so he did a full interview talked about the entire like day it happened he took out the eye showed it off put it back in interview finished he's like all right do you mind doing that one more time? <laughs> he completely <laughs> forgot to record it. And the guy was a, a very good sport about it. But like of all the interviews, man. Like, yeah. God. Oh my gosh. That it's a so, like he told us that in class. I was like, why would you tell that to the teacher, dude? <laughs> like, tell us after class. <laughs> But it, our teacher was like, I mean, better you do it now as a student than, like, on the field. But It's so true. Man, oh, man. I made that mistake once in my life. And yeah. it's, after that, I was like, this is never happening again. Yeah. It, 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 oh, it's a nightmare. <laughs> well, this is live radio, so we're on live, so that's cool. And I did live radio for six years. So, you know, live radio is a completely different completely different animal. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. You have to watch your language. You can't really. I mean, we've got this button. That I can hit. If you curse, then like it's fine. We we've used it several times intentionally because we're like we have to curse right now. Yeah. We say it. We hit the button. <laughs> if it's there, you got to use it. Yeah. I mean, is this like Chekhov's gun? Since we mentioned it, should we just like do one for the fans at home? Uh, well, let's let's wait until we're a little closer to the end, just in case something slips. I think we should hold, <laughs> hold on to our ammo. All right, we'll we'll do it later on in the show. Yeah. But everyone, think of a curse word or a, a, a dirty thing that you want to say. Yeah, and audience members, look forward if. If you would like to, do not call in, uh, but, do, <laughs> but do leave a comment on our Facebook of what dirty words you'd like to hear later in the show. Yeah. Keep it clean. Wait. That's no, don't keep it clean. Words. Just don't say anything racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Just just don't be offensive. Yeah. <laughs> be offensive please. without being offensive, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all are welcome except FCC. Like, honestly, I'm only going to say booger. <laughs> oh, oh. Damn it, man. <laughs> what are some... You've been doing it for six years. What are some of the more nightmare radio shows? So, scenarios I, yeah, I what want? do we have to look forward to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like I said, I interviewed writers and poets, and um, I, I had this writer on. Again, I'm not going to mention his name because he's a friend of mine, and he's a really talented writer. And when we would meet together, he would tell me all these amazing stories, and I've known him for years. And so I brought him on the show, and all of his answers were yes and no. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. brutal. And, and, and you're on live radio. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you like have an hour to fill. And you're like, I have no other segments prepared. Did you have like a music break or anything you could take <laughs> no. where, you could, where you pull back from the mic and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I've wanted to do that. We've, we've had some people on this show before. I'm going to try and be as vague as possible that just like. But their hair color was black. No. <laughs> <laughs> they. they they won't riff with us. Yeah. They just like wait for their opportunity to say like a killer joke and every joke is great. And then it's back to riffing. And I'm like, are you going to say anything? (laughs) (laughs) And it's just me and Ned just floundering and trying to make up time. It it can be tough. It can be very tough. And at least you guys 
again, there's two of you. Yeah. So you're yeah. able to to do that. I had an engineer on my show, which I was I felt very lucky to have an engineer because I don't I actually don't like messing with the board and all that stuff. So I had an engineer that did all that work for me uh, and played the PSAs. Here, do you guys have to play PSAs here? Uh, I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe we shouldn't talk about that. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> hey, ask a dumb question, you'll get a dumb answer. Hey, every episode's a PSA. A public speaking audition. Hire me. <laughs> and during the PSA is when you talk to guests, like, look, dude, this is live radio. In 30 seconds, we have to go back on. Please talk because I'm not that interesting and people don't want to hear me. Okay. Oh. They hear me every week. They're looking forward to your part. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. That's a very proactive yeah. way to like get them to because I would just be like, hey, dude, what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> no, I try to be nice. You okay. know, because and and, and what's he, that like? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> remember, I've been in customer service yeah. my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. That's why I can't hold a job. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, it's you. You just gotta. That's why I do my show, and and a lot of the time when I do my show and I hear myself speak too much and tell too many stories. I'll take some of those out because in the end, my show, Radar Talk Intimate, is not about me. It's about my guest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's – and it's different. But, you, you know, you guys do a completely different kind of show. So, you know, again, it's different. So sometimes I'll ask a question and what I want is for the, the guest to go. And then all I'm doing is basically egging him Just or her on. Just keep pushing them for – I keep yeah. pushing them so I can get more personal. But I try not to tell my own stories. And when I do t- – like sometimes I'll have really good friends of mine or people that I've known for years and we'll end up like riffing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And that's – I don't really want to hear that from me on my show. It, now, I've listened to your show. It works for you guys because that's your thing. But that's not <laughs> – no, no, no. I'm, I'm not being no, critical. I, riffing over yeah, our no, guests. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to hear that because – we have listened to our show before as punishment to ourselves, I think. <laughs> and just to be more like cognizant of how we operate as hosts and how we treat each other as well as the guests. And we tend to riff a bit. Be pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> did you... Do Aggressively you, so. Do you find yourself... How long did it take before you, you could listen to yourself without making faces? Uh, this sh- so I I did a show called The Stacks for three years that was a live podcast. Uh, we did it out of a record store for a bit, then out of a house venue, and then at a bar, then at an improv theater. Moved it around a lot, and I would have to edit those. And the first ten was a nightmare to edit. Then after that, I would swallow it, and now I get like super stoked to hear my voice. No, <laughs> uh, no, I, I like now it, it's nothing. It's like white noise to me. It's, it's not too bad, but for a while it was horrible yeah it's i i hated listening to my voice and i didn't realize how strong my accent was like in my head i don't have an accent when i speak i just speak normal yeah but when i started listening to myself i'm like dude you have an accent (laughs) (laughs) you speak funny (laughs) i definitely i've been on ned's shows before and i would get you know you could drink on that show Mm. and so i i Oh, that's yeah. That's never fun listening back to yourself when you're <laughs> when I'm drunk. Yeah, yeah. The St. Patrick's Day, I had some choice words for the Irish, <laughs> which I'm like, whoo! Thank God, no one cares about them. <laughs> but I, I, with this show, I still try to listen to this show the next day or later on in the week, at least just to see, like, okay, am I being too much? Uh, how, how do I sound? Do I need to adjust the level? Because I'm also engineering the show as well. Yeah. Um. I don't necessarily make faces. I don't cringe like I did in the beginning, which is tough. <laughs> but nowadays, I'm just being more, uh, I guess, critical thinking of it. Just knowing, like, okay, this is what Ned and I are like all the time. <laughs> and how can we modify it for the radio? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And that's what I've done. And I, I still have issues listening to myself on my podcast, but I'm able to get through it. Usually with some smokables, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which we would never, never. do. Never. Well, I, I don't inhale like Bill Clinton. You're <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just blowing it into the audio. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it's really difficult to listen to myself. However, it's it's so incredibly important because you you get to listen to all your little. Um, 
verbal verbal tics that you have and those can be really annoying but you catch them and then you try to get better I still say um and n a bit too much mm -hmm. but I don't say nearly as much as I did when I started I stutter a lot more on this show mm -hmm. or I will draw out I'm, I'm trying I just, <laughs> now that I said it out loud because I'll do just like uh, I, uh, I do uh, a lot of ums and I do so a lot of that like yeah. where you're pulling it out I also like slur my words a lot of the show which I, <laughs> I always feel I'm like man I like wasn't even drunk when I was there I just got tongue-tied <laughs> like a ding-dong <laughs> It gets a little silly, yeah. <laughs> when I get super nervous, I, I can't pronounce my guest's name properly for some weird reason. That's a really bad thing. So I make I try to make a joke out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I do that as well. I'm, I was wondering why you were calling us Con Ned. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Man, just change one letter. So <laughs> easy. What's well, that? My other podcast is uh, me, Ned Gale, and my friend Cody Dale Edgar. Yeah. We for a while called ourselves Cody Ned or Cody Gale Nedger. It's <laughs> oh. <laughs> the perfect combination of our names. You both got into the teleportation machine at the same time. Yeah, it's like the fly. <laughs> <Yeah. comment. laughs> Spitting out dumb puns. <laughs> I, I started pronouncing my name Francois Pointeau as if I was speaking French instead of saying Francois Pointeau. <laughs> I feel like I got it. I, no, they, no, you did great. Okay. I'm just, my, my little sister was listening to my podcast, and she's like, why don't you pronounce your name correctly because you're French and you can actually say it properly. I'm like, oh, I never thought of that. <laughs> no, it never came up. <laughs> it never came up. You're just like, because I'm an American now. That's not how it worked here. Yeah, it was America. <laughs> Real quick, when did you come over here from France? So my family moved to the United States when I was ten years old. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's been a it's been a bit, and um, I I moved back to France in my twenties and lived in Paris for seven years, wow. and which was awesome. I'm so glad. That and you still came back? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. well, first of all, so my family moved from Paris, France, mm -hmm. to San Francisco, California, and then to Snyder, Texas. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I never understood that. And then the the government of America at the time, it wasn't called ICE. It was still called the INS, Immigration Naturalization Services, uh, very nicely asked me to leave the country uh, in 1997. <laughs> and, their, and their conditions were, if you leave the country, you can have a green card when you come back. I'm like, okay, so this is why I left the country yeah. in 1997, because before that, I did not have a green card or any other piece of paper um, that would make it legal for me to be here <clears throat> and so i left and then um yeah i don't know why i came back <laughs> <laughs> i mean we're glad you're back <laughs> like, yeah. don't get me wrong oh man when uh, when you came back did you just throw mared <laughs> which is a curse word and like i said earlier <laughs> we get to do our curse words before we go into our last segment of the show <laughs> did anyone drop a curse word they want no uh someone said that french names are hot so if you want to say your name one more time <laughs> francois pointeau <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. it's like butter francois jacques jean pointeau <laughs> Um, listen, buddy, I'm not hitting that dump button yet, so cool it. All right. We got to do it within, what do we get, like five, ten seconds? We get ten seconds, I think? I it's think? a ten-second thing. So you want to just count down three, two, one, and we all say a swear word? I think we should go, like, one at a time. Oh, will it catch all that? We have to go real fast. Yeah, yeah we'll be fine. Okay. All right. Uh, Who's going for go. What order are we going? I don't want to screw this up, because if we screw it up, I'm just going to say another swear word right afterwards. <laughs> How about Ned? Francois, me. Okay, cool, cool. All right, hang tight. Let me get the the music ready. Okay. One, I'm two, three. Ass house. Mail. Tallywhacker. <laughs> All right. Well, those aren't really curse words. No, no. We totally hit that dumb button <laughs> yeah. for the people listening on the podcast. <laughs> we broke some big rules tonight. All right. One rule we're not going to break is keeping the show on track. So let's go into our last segment of the night here. Hit the track. All righty. I want a new plug. Tell me what's going on. Tell us all the stuff you're doing after I sing this song. All right, Francois, what do you got going on these days? <laughs> 
Well, I've got a book coming out. Oh! oh! It's called Songs of the Rolling Chateau. And I'm going to do a Kickstarter to uh, help me uh, print it. And it's going to go off in about two to three weeks. Hell yeah. yeah. Where, can, where can we keep up with that? Yeah, well, I, it, I haven't done my show in two weeks. But if you listen to my show, Radar Talk Intimate, available at, if you so want to go look for it, radartalk.podbean.com. Okay. Or you can just, you know, if you want, follow me on Facebook and yeah, find me yeah. on social media. We, we have tagged his show on the Facebook page. So if you're watching on the video, just click that link above and you'll find the podcast. Yeah. It is a pretty good episode of Two Handsome Boys. <laughs> <laughs> and can I say what the book's about? Yeah, Please. absolutely. It's traveling poetry. So I, when I lived in an RV that I was telling you about and traveling through the Southwest in California, working on farms, reading poetry, and doing all kinds of basically being poor and homeless, I wrote the first draft to this collection of traveling poetry. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah and, cool. and it's when we found out that Hillary Clinton was the nominee of the Democratic Party. I, I'm not going to say how I felt about that. Hey, don't <laughs> spoil the book, yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to plug? Uh, no, just my t- my show, Radar Talk Intimate. That's what I do. Yeah, All check right. it out. Fantastic interviews in there. Like you can tell that you really just love talking to people. Like I I really enjoy listening to it. Thank you. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm actually a really lonely guy, and I just like having people <laughs> come to my place. <laughs> well, hey, that is to say, are you still looking for guests for the show? Always, I'm always yeah, looking if, for guests. If you are a creative, if you have something you do, contact Francois because he's a fantastic interviewer. Yeah. I think you'll. You'll the, really enjoy it. The, the, I had a lot of fun on your show. Tagline for the show is is a show about creativity in, in general and creative people in particular. And I want to interview all kinds of folks. If you're you're a chef, you're a gardener, you're a writer, uh, I'll talk to you. Awesome. It's that simple. Well, hey, thanks for talking to us. Yeah, thanks, thanks guys. Yeah, thanks for having me on. This yeah, is fun. Of course. Now, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, uh, just like every Thursday. This Thursday, I'll be at Secret Group performing with Futile Society Improv at 8 p.m. Only $5 to get in. It's going to be a fantastic show. And then uh, this Saturday, Connor, do you want to plug this one? It's I do want to plug this one. Oh, actually, wait. Let me plug my morning. So Saturday morning, if you're in Galveston, uh, Swimmer Department will be playing the Beach Review for the Vintage Swimsuit Contest. Wait a second. You're playing a show Saturday morning. Well, you better hightail it back up to the Better city bleed my tail be high. Because... <laughs> Wait, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Saturday night at 8 p.m. at the Secret Group, I am hosting a show called You Now Have the Floor, a comedic town hall show. I'm doing it with Rahul Rao. He's going to be playing Bailiff Rao in a fictional town hall. I've got Ned Gale, Rahul Rao, Antoine Colbreth, the Space Cadet, Evan McCarley and Maria Elisa Hag, Julia Serrano, Paul Zinti, Nick Merriweather. It's going to be a hell of a show. And let me just help you out there. Friend of the show, friend of the show, friend of the show, friend of the show, and friend of the show. Except for Paul. And not a friend of the show yet, friend of the show in the future. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. But uh, please come out. It's going to be $5. I would love to see you guys there, and we could hang out after the show. Before the show, I'm going to be stressing. (laughs) Don't even touch him. He's going to be steaming. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On that, I don't have anything else to plug. On uh, Instagram, I'm ClifdoCurrency. On Twitter, I'm at Connor Clifton. Everybody, we love you so much. Francois, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. And it's crazy the cops didn't come this time. (laughs) Oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) That's our show. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.